Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Duggar family. They have so many children that when seen wandering about in public, they're asked if they've been a daycare. On television, they've been depicted as the perfect Christian family. Musically talented, hardworking, they pray and study their Bibles often and have a close-knit bond. However, more and more frequently in recent years, their idyllic facade has begun to crumble and reveal something sinister underneath. The eldest child, Josh, has molested his sisters. His parents took what many believe to be inadequate action, let the statute of limitations lapse, and sought advice from a former officer now convicted of possessing CP. Josh has also now been convicted of possessing CP as well, leading many to wonder if this so-called perfect Christian family was all smoke and mirrors in the first place. <laughs> a side hug would be when two people wrap their arms around each other and give each other a hug from the side versus a frontal hug of pushing themselves together on the front and I think everybody can figure that out on their own. More kissing from here on out. You do look absolutely stunning. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to The Corporate Casket. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're gonna to be talking about the Duggar family. A few things before we get started. Firstly, I won't be talking at length about the family drama or speculated incidents that may have happened behind the scenes of the reality TV show. As a lot of it was played out on TV, I'm not really gonna focus on that. It's just not super important to the topic we're gonna to be discussing. So although I'm not going to be getting deep into the interpersonal conflicts, I will be largely focusing on the charges surrounding Josh Duggar and his history of sexual abuse. Given the nature of the episode, I highly recommend skipping this one if sexual abuse, mentions of CP, molestation, and things of that nature are particularly upsetting for you at this time. For those of you still here, let's get into it and start with the background of the Duggar family program. Ladies and gentlemen, meet the Duggars. The challenge we find here, we're waiting in line to go to the restroom. Senior banquet. And she accepted and went with me, I think just because I was the- In 2004, a new reality TV special aired on Discovery Health, 14 children and pregnant again. The special was about 45 minutes long and featured the Duggar family, which as I'm sure you can guess, consisted of 14 kids at the time. The show was quirky following around this odd family in Arkansas where literally everyone's names except their mother Michelle's started with a J. The kids are Josh, Jaina, John David, Jill, Jessa, Ginger, Joseph, Josiah, Joy Anna, Jedediah, Jeremiah, Jason, James, and Justin. In the following years, Jackson, Johanna, Jennifer, Jordan Grace, and Josie were also born. And don't worry, even though I just threw a ton of names at you, you don't need to remember all of them. Today, we're mostly focusing on Father Jim Bob, Michelle, and Josh. The special has a sort of charm to it, explaining how the dirtiest kids got shower priorities, how there's always a line to the bathroom and that the children have a buddy system. The buddy system broken down simply means that the other kids are helping to raise the youngest. 
While pouring a bowl of cereal for a sibling is just helping out, this was one of the earliest concerns that people had with the Duggar family, and it's actually still criticized online to this day. Some have called this parentification, which is when a child is given the responsibilities of a parent and states that this robs the Duggar kids of their own childhood and adolescence. While this may or may not have raised a red flag, there are a few other aspects about the Duggars themselves that seemed concerning. The Duggars consider themselves independent Baptists and have extremely strict views that they claim are in line with their religion. Girls and women can't wear pants. Siblings are only allowed to side hug. Prayers and hymns are a part of everyday life. They don't watch television and they believe in the practice of courtship. When the Duggar women grow up, they're expected to be, quote, readily available for their husbands and secular things like pop music, tattoos, dancing, alcohol, and piercings are forbidden. Birth control also isn't acceptable within the Duggar family. Initially, Michelle once used them herself, but between her first and second child, Michelle became pregnant while on birth control. Since the pregnancy resulted in a miscarriage, she and Jim Bob felt as if the birth control must have caused it. So they decided they would let God decide how many children we would have. And this is the only part of this episode that is not gonna get super serious before we get into some of the really gross details of what's in store today. But when my team and I, we were doing the script review going over and reading through this and everything, every time I said Jim Bob, I don't know what mood I was in when we were reviewing the script. But all you need to know is somewhere through this reading, I got it into my head that every time I heard Jim Bob, I had to go, yeehaw. So every time while I was reading this fucking script, (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm going so off track right now. But every time I was reading the script, I would be like, oh yeah, she and Jim Bob, yeehaw, felt as if birth control must have caused it. I just want you to know, I think I'm probably using that as like something to try and make me smile because this episode's about to get real nasty, but Just know that every time I say Jim Bob, I'm thinking yeehaw in my head. Anyway, back to Michelle and letting God decide how many children she's gonna have. Michelle also states that she doesn't believe overpopulation is a problem, which while she can have as many children as she wants, this does seem like an odd thing to deny even exists. Still, people were furious about the Duggars, enough so that Oprah scheduled them for an on-air interview in 2006, the same year that their special Raising 16 Kids aired. However, her production company, Harpo Studios, received an anonymous tip that the Duggars weren't just a large conservative family, but that they were hiding some truly disgusting secrets behind closed doors. Their appearance was canceled, but the Duggars didn't fade from the public eye. This was just the beginning for them. And we'll talk a bit more about the Duggar beliefs and values in just a moment, but whether or not you were alarmed, fascinated, or indifferent about them in these early years, the Duggars caught the viewers' attention enough to earn them their own television show, 17 Kids and Counting. The program premiered on TLC in 2008, and although the Duggar family themselves were the subject of the show, eldest son Josh's engagement was heavily featured within the storyline. There's been a lot of speculation as to the nature of Josh and Anna's relationship, as there will be with any reality TV couple, and whether or not they even went on dates before getting engaged, if Anna's father and Josh arranged for it without Anna having a say and things like that. If TLC is to be believed, then they did follow a courtship process, but as it's reality TV, there's few reliable sources and we can't always know what's real. What we do know is that for quite some time, the show had success with a few scandals in between. And by scandals, I mean, well, racist and homophobic actions. In 2014, Jessa Duggar shared a photo of her kissing her husband, Ben Seewald, and received some criticism that it was inappropriate of her to share that. 
In response, Jim, Bob, and Michelle took their own photo kissing and posted it to their official Facebook page. And they began encouraging other couples to do the same. However, any photos featuring same-sex couples were allegedly deleted, and John Becker, who runs an LGBTQ blog, says that his photo was deleted and he was blocked from the page altogether. The Duggars have also dipped their toes into politics quite a bit. Jim Bob has unsuccessfully run for Arkansas State Senate multiple times before, and the family has backed Senator Rick Santorum and Mike Huckabee. Michelle herself narrated a political robocall in 2014, urging residents to protest against the anti-discrimination ordinance. The ordinance is meant to strengthen protections for the LGBTQ community in Fayetteville, but Michelle and other opponents say that the ordinance could harm children. And here's exactly what that robocall said. Hello, this is Michelle Duggar. I'm calling to inform you of some shocking news that will affect the safety of Northwest Arkansas women and children. The Fayetteville City Council is voting on an ordinance this Tuesday night that would allow men, yes, I said men, to use women's and girls' restrooms, locker rooms, showers, sleeping areas, and other areas that are designated for females only. I don't believe the citizens of Fayetteville would want males with past child predator convictions that claim they are female to have a legal right to enter private areas reserved for women and girls. I doubt that Fayetteville parents would stand for a law that would endanger their daughters or allow them to be traumatized by a man joining them in their private space. We should never place the preference of an adult over the safety and innocence of a child. Parents, who do you want undressing next to your daughter at the public swimming pool's private changing area? I still believe that we are a society that puts women and children first. Women, young ladies, and little girls deserve to use the restroom in any other women's facility in peace and safety. Will you speak up for protecting women and children? Call 5330 and tell the Fayetteville City Council members and Mayor Jordan to vote no on Ordinance 119. The number again is... That is the full transcript of the robocall minus the phone numbers and website she lists at the very end. So nothing has been taken out of context. Not only were Michelle's statements transphobic, but as those at GLAD called it, they were mental leaps too. Since when does protecting the LGBTQ plus community's rights mean that convicted felons will stalk new prey? And anyone, regardless of sexual orientation, should condemn child predators. This ordinance wasn't meant to defend child predators, and that's not its purpose either. It's an anti-discrimination bill. It's not a pro-child molestation bill. Plus, for those of you that know what's coming next, I find it extremely hypocritical that Michelle is so concerned about young women and girls in this robocall, but then has minimized predatory behavior when it takes place in her own household. But we'll get to that in just a moment. Now, though the Duggars may have had success amidst their controversies, their past was coming back to bite them and swiftly so. Remember how Oprah canceled that interview in 2006? Well, the anonymous tip alleged that Josh Duggar had been molesting his sisters and that Jim Bob lied to his church friends and family to make himself look good. That first accusation was serious enough to get the police involved. And in 2015, that police report was released to the world. Now, from this point onward, things are about to get heavy, dark, and disgusting. So this is the final call. I am letting you know that after this ad break that I'm placing right here, Things are about to get real nasty, real upsetting, and really disturbing. So last call, 
Here's an ad read for you. And if you're still here afterwards, then just know it's about to get bad. New year, new phone plan. Maybe if you're ready for it. We all know the pain and the horror of dealing with endless fine print contracts from wireless providers. So many charges, so many mystery fees, and it's so gosh dang expensive. So when you hear that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, it sounds like it's a catch, right? Well, their secret sauce is that they sell online only and just cut out brick and mortar stores. So less overhead for them means more savings directly into your pockets. All Mint Mobile plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can keep your old number and your old phone if you want to, or if you wanna go the route I did, you get them all new. And obviously with that being said, I've had the service for over a year now, and I don't really deal with dropped calls or texts that just don't go through. Any of that garbage does not happen anymore. And the best part is I always know what to expect. I can pay my phone bill right through their Mint Mobile app and it's super easy, it's always there. And again, there's no surprises. That's probably the best part, honestly. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, make sure you go to mintmobile.com slash casket. That's mintmobile.com slash casket. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash casket. This episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh because a new year means habit changes and it also means it's time to refresh what you eat. So it doesn't matter if you're trying to save money this year by doing less takeout, learning how to cook, or trying to get healthy. HelloFresh is here to help you out with that. I've had HelloFresh for over a year now and I've gotten a little bit better. Like I'm not fantastic at cooking, but I'm not afraid to cook anymore. And that's huge. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen so you can spend it with friends and family and get meals ready in about 30 minutes or less. Plus quick and easy meals, including 20 minute recipes, low prep and easy cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. And don't forget dessert. You can satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal limited time goodies like Dunkaroo's cookie dough or vanilla delight cheesecake. So if you wanna get started on your new cooking journey today, make sure you go to hellofresh.com slash casket16 and use code casket16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's up to 16 free meals and three free gifts at hellofresh.com slash casket16 and use code casket16. According to the 2006 police report, Josh Duggar, when he'd been around 15 years old, had been molesting his younger sisters. One of them was only five years old at the time. Apparently this entire thing had come out because three and a half years prior, an undisclosed person wrote a letter describing Josh's actions and placed it inside of a book. That book was later loaned out to a member of the Duggars church and found after the events took place. So despite the molestation taking place sometime in 2002 and 2003, this investigation didn't actually take place until 2006. Although the names are crossed out so we can't know which daughter made which claim, the police report reads that in March of 2002, one of Jim Bob's children came to him upset and crying. They said that Josh had been touching one of the girls on the breasts and vaginal areas when they were sleeping and it happened at least four to five times. Josh admitted this to his dad and according to Jim Bob, they disciplined him after this incident. The police report didn't say how they did this. Nine months later in March, 2003, Josh molested his younger sisters again and put his hand under one of their dresses and groped them. Jim Bob took further action by meeting with the elders of the church who agreed Josh needed to be put into a treatment program. Here's where many people, including myself, take issue with the Duggars. They didn't send their son for professional help. 
Instead, they sent him to the Institute in Basic Life Principles. The IBLP, many would argue, actually enables sexual predatory behavior based on their own values. Although I can't address everything in the entire history of IBLP, and I assure you, we're actually doing research into turning that into an episode on its own because of how batshit crazy this is, but here's a few bullet points so you can just get a taste of what the hell goes on there. Firstly, their leader, Bill Gothard, stepped down in 2014 after being accused of inappropriately touching girls and women over the course of several decades. 18 former staffers, interns, and volunteers claim that he sexually, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and or psychologically abused them. Secondly, Gothard not only abused his victims, but allegedly cut them off from the world entirely, leading to what Chicago Mag has called the cult next door. Gothard was the boss, landlord, and controller of all aspects of their lives, and people commonly joked about his so-called harem. Third, the IBLP actually has a homeschooling curriculum called the Advanced Technical Institute, or ATI, and that the Duggars used to homeschool their children with that program. Therefore, Jim Bob and Michelle never even actually sought outside professional help in the first place, but simply reinforced values that Josh already learned at ATI. Some of the things ATI supposedly teaches are purity culture, and that's that the husband is the undisputed leader and his word is final in any family, and women exist for the purpose of producing and raising children and caring for the men. And that's it. According to a suit against IBLP, a young woman on staff asked for guidance on how to deal with having been raped at age 11. Not only did Gothard discourage this woman from seeking outside help, but he allegedly told her that, quote, a professional counselor would ruin you and all your potential to serve the Lord. The list really does go on and on with this place. Survivors allege that they were made to feel that sexual abuse was their fault and that the IBLP and ATI teachings were confusing and abusive. One page from an ATI handout actually states that immodest dress, indecent exposure, being out without parents' protection and being with quote, evil friends are all causes of abuse and that women should clear guilt by confessing it to God. And this, this is the place where Josh Duggar was sent as a teenager for two months where he spent time working on carpentry. According to Gothard, Josh became a respectful person at IBLP, though given what Gothard has done, I believe we have different definitions of the word respectful. Aside from sending Josh to this cult-like organization that seemingly only reinforced disturbing behavior, Jim Bob and the church did get the police involved, but don't get excited. It's not what you think. The state trooper they told, Joe Hutchins, was a family friend that did not charge Josh with any crimes. Instead, Joe gave Josh a stern talk. And as it turns out, just a couple of years later, Joe himself was arrested on child porn charges and sentenced to 56 years in prison. By the time the police did start investigating, the statute of limitations had expired. Along the way, Josh was given a stern talking to, or he was sent to a cult-like organization that has a reputation for abusing women. There has been no sign that Josh received genuine professional psychological help. Yet when this police report was published by In Touch in 2015, Josh's parents were quick to defend him and more surprisingly, so were the sisters he'd molested. Jim Bob and Michelle were interviewed by Megan Kelly on Fox News after the In Touch story broke the news about Josh's bad behavior. As the interview was over a half hour long, I won't go over everything that said, but just cover a few noteworthy moments. Just under two minutes in, Jim Bob and Michelle start by condemning Joe, the police officer that was arrested on child pornography charges. 
Jim Bob claims that Joe himself violated the law by not reporting this, though Michelle adds that Joe put the fear of God into Josh by giving him a stern lecture. And if if I can just pause here for a moment, just to insert my opinion, Uh, They seem like they just wanna have it both ways. One moment, they imply that Joe didn't do enough. He didn't report their son to the police, but the next they say that they gave their son a good talking to. While I don't know how much the Duggar family has actually spoken with police officers in the past, wouldn't they realize that, you know, perhaps Joe didn't make a police report? Shouldn't they know how seriously molestation is taken or do they truly believe a stern talking to is what police do? This just doesn't add up for me. So this is just a gray area that I just wanna point out that personally, it leaves me feeling very uneasy because I don't feel the truth is being told here. Now, as for what this fear of God lecture may have been about, Michelle says that Joe told Josh that if he were to continue on this path, he was going to destroy his life and end up in prison. And of course, sorry, my opinion again, maybe this police officer was showing him by example by going to fucking prison. Anyway, another minute later, Jim, Bob, and Michelle state that every member of their family received professional counseling after the incident, but they neglect to state where, and Megan Kelly also doesn't ask. I've already discussed my feelings on IBLP, but Michelle claims that after the counseling, Josh was a changed person, and they began to set stricter boundaries within their own family. For example, a brother and a sister couldn't go off playing hide and seek alone anymore. Sisters couldn't sit on their brother's laps anymore, and their sons can't babysit alone. And I'm Again, I'm sorry for inserting my opinion here. There's just so much that does not add up to me at all. I don't think boys not being allowed to babysit is a boundary that helps anyone. None of this led to the abuse in the first place. It happened when Josh snuck into the girls' rooms at night. Plus brothers and sisters should be able to play hide and seek with one another without the fear of sexual abuse taking place. I don't know if I'm making sense here, but I think the point I want to make ultimately in my rambling in this is I think that this shows how unwilling these parents were to address the actual root issue here, which is Josh's actions. On a similar note, the idea of young kids being curious about sexuality has been brought up multiple times to defend or at least explain Josh's actions. There are, of course, a variety of opinions on the topic. Some doctors say young kids close in age may have mutual agreements to play games around this. For example, and I'll show you mine if you show me yours kind of mentality between little kids. In this case, a child is more interested in satisfying curiosity than any type of arousal, and it does happen. Obviously, that's a discussion a parent needs to have with their child and healthy boundaries need to be set. But when there's a large age difference, such as Josh being 14 or 15 and one of his victims being five, or when one child is forced and it occurs between siblings instead of classmates, some doctors agree that this is not normal and requires professional counseling. In this case, Josh's actions would not be considered normal or just teenage curiosity as his family has tried to imply. Again, there are a ton of different sites out there for parents that list differences between what may be considered normal sexual play and problematic sexual behavior in children. Again, the point to make here is that no source that I found classified Josh's actions as normal, especially not at his age. But back to the interview, Megan Kelly asked why the Duggars wanted to be on reality TV after this took place. Jim Bob answers her and states that they thought the incident was behind them. We had nothing to hide. We had a clean bill of health from the state. Everything was taken care of, he says. The police report was, as Jim Bob and Michelle say, a juvenile record that by law should not have been released. From what I understand about the situation, it seems as if the soon to be retired police chief herself around 2015 may have actually been the one to release the report. 
and the Duggars say that she may have had a personal agenda. The disclosure of the police report has also been debated as it is a juvenile record and some sources state that the Duggars themselves are mistaken. Mercury News, for example, has said that the police report was released under the Freedom of Information Act. Springdale, Arkansas City Attorney Ernest B. Kate explains, the requested record was not sealed or expunged and at the time the report was filed, the person listed in the report was an adult. Any names of minors included in the report as well as pronouns were redacted from the report by the Springdale Police Department in compliance with Arkansas law prior to release. So no, attorneys and experts on Arkansas's Freedom of Information Act state that the police report was not released illegally. 16 minutes into the interview, Josh's parents add that they don't view Josh as a pedophile and claim that there's an agenda against them and people are twisting things and targeting them. Michelle herself claims that her daughters were more victimized by tabloids discussing the police report than they ever were by Josh years ago. Take a listen to this and insert this audio clip. Jill and Jessa Duggar, two of Josh Duggar's five victims, spoke out and affirmed these statements, telling Megan Kelly how badly this affected them. The pair state that while what he did was wrong, it's overboard to call him a child molester and quote, in Josh's case, he was a young boy going through puberty and boys are curious about girls and that got him in some trouble. He made some bad choices, but really the extent of it was mild inappropriate touching on fully clothed touching, most of it while girls were sleeping. Jill adds that none of the victims even knew what was happening until Josh confessed because he'd been touching them while they were sleeping. This is possible as on the police report, any names or pronouns are censored. So it could be that Josh was the child who went to his father and admitted while upset and crying that he'd been sneaking into the girls' rooms at night. That's still unclear. So I don't wanna make any assumptions, but I'm gonna be real. Either way, no matter how redacted this police report is, the fact that he was touching girls while they were unconscious, that doesn't make anything better. Just because you can't remember it happened doesn't mean that it makes it okay it still fucking happened. So anyway, Jill and Jessa said that on behalf of all their sisters, they were furious the police report was released as the matter had already been handled in their own home and they wanted to keep it private. As for advertisers, critics, and other news outlets, it wasn't about how long ago this happened or the fact that it had already been handled as they like to say, but how the Duggar parents had dealt with the situation. In May, 2015, 19 Kids and Counting was officially pulled off the air after multiple advertisers dropped them. And in July, it was canceled altogether. 2015 turned out to be a pretty horrible year for the Duggars as just a month later in August, Josh Duggar's name was on the list of those who had been using the website Ashley Madison to cheat on their spouses. I already have an episode out about Ashley Madison if you'd like to check that one out, but safe to say, adding recent infidelity to the revelations about Josh Duggar made him all the less sympathetic in the public's eyes. On the Duggar family's own website, they preach conservative family values. In one of their videos called, Are You a Good Person? They even say that thinking hateful, sinful thoughts are breaking God's law. So for the Duggars to not practice what they preach, it felt quite hypocritical for many. Josh himself acknowledged this, calling himself the biggest hypocrite ever, stating that while espousing faith and family values, he had been unfaithful. Josh released a statement saying that he had brought, quote, hurt and a reproach, don't know why he did it that way, to his family when he was a teenager. And now he had rebroken their trust when his name was released on Ashley Madison. Danica Dillon, the woman who alleges Josh slept with her, also spoke out and claimed that he was violent with her when they slept together, didn't use protection, and he gifted her thousands of dollars after their encounters. 
Josh checked into a sex addict and faith-based treatment center after this second public blow to his reputation, which many believe to be reformers unanimous in Rockford, Illinois. People Magazine wrote an article about RU and said that the director boasted an 80% success rate. However, multiple blogs, tabloids, and stories have also said that Reformers Unanimous was created by the North Love Baptist Church in Rockford, and the treatment is actually heavily influenced by none other than the IBLP. It's been said that members of the congregation of North Love are required to attend Bill Gothard's seminars, and many members of the church homeschool using ATI. If this is true, then it would mean that yet again, Josh Duggar's so-called counseling is continually taking place inside an echo chamber. Television wasn't done with the Duggars for good though. And by the end of 2015, things were actually looking up for them despite all of this that was going on. TLC premiered Counting On, a Duggar spinoff show that centered around Jill and Jessa and their expanding families. For several years, things seemed relatively quiet in terms of Josh Duggar. There was still family drama after Jill Duggar, now Jill Dillard after marrying Derek Dillard and her husband left the show in 2017. He got in some hot water by saying some Kinda not so nice things like transgender is a myth and gender is not fluid, it's ordained by God. Now, years later, the Dillards say that they chose to leave and have more control over their lives. All in all though, the dust had settled. That is, until the unsurprising truth was revealed. Josh Duggar was not treated all those years ago. Back in 2019, Josh's work computer was searched. The public was not actually made aware of this until 2021. According to a special agent, it had an accountability software installed known as Covenant Eyes, which would send internet usage reports to Josh's wife, Anna. However, because of course there has to be a however here, Josh was able to circumnavigate this program using a Tor browser, which gave him access to the dark web. And it gave him access to do the unthinkable and obtain child pornography. He was arrested on April 29th, 2021. The Duggar family website released a statement by Jim, Bob, and Michelle, which read, "'We appreciate your continued prayers for our family at this time. The accusations brought against Joshua today are very serious. It is our prayer that the truth, no matter what it is, will come to light, and that this will all be resolved in a timely manner. We love Josh and Anna and continue to pray for their family.'" Only days later, the truth was revealed, as a federal agent testified in court that Josh downloaded and possessed 65 images of CP and a two minute long video featuring girls between the ages of five and 10 years old. He stated that it was some of the worst sexual abuse child pornography that he had seen in over 1000 cases. Despite this, that same day, the judge said that Josh could be released into the custody of a family friend while awaiting trial, so long as he was under home confinement with a GPS monitor. A few weeks after that, Counting On was canceled with TLC stating that they wanted to give the Duggars the time to address their situation privately. Josh Duggar built a defense claiming that he'd been the victim of a hit and run hacking scheme. Yet as more and more evidence was revealed, it became very clear just how depraved Josh was and exactly what he was hiding. Homeland Security Special Agent Gerard Faulkner testified that one of the files depicted children from 18 months to 12 years of age. Oh, you know, I I read this, right? We researched it, we read it, we found it in other articles, we corroborated this, this information that we just presented. And yet it never gets easier to have to share it and talk about this because 
I don't know. I, I don't know what happens in these kinds of cases. Like when they catch somebody with 18 months, a year and a half old, I, I don't, I don't understand it. Right. I, I don't like children. I, I never want to have children. I think children are gross. Keep them away from me. They scream, they yell, they poop their pants. Not interested. It's, it's not a fun time. Just stay away from me. I don't want to babysit your kids. I don't want to hold your baby. I just, uh, no. But even as someone who does not like children, I don't get joy from seeing a child laugh or any of that stuff. Even I know that this is wrong. And even though I may not like children, I know you do not mistreat children, especially not sexually. This, it, it just blows my mind how unfortunately common this seems to be the more and more we research topics that people just casually are into this kind of thing. And I just don't think it's something you should, I, I obviously don't believe it's something you should be interested in. I don't know how else to say that. I think you're fucked in the head. Anyway, sorry, it, shit just never gets easier when I have to present something like this, but I have digressed a lot. Let's just, just get through this. In December, 2021, a jury found Josh guilty of receipt of child pornography and possession of child pornography. Jim Bob, who was running for the Arkansas State Senate at the time, lost in the wake of what happened. Although Josh has yet to be sentenced as of the time that I'm recording this, he could face up to a quarter of a million dollars in fines and 20 years in prison for each charge. We can only speculate what happens behind closed doors. At the moment, In Touch has said that this has torn the Duggar family apart. Michelle and Jim Bob are seemingly trying to stay strong and Anna Duggar has been shown standing by Josh and holding his hand on the way to the courthouse. And just wow, how sweet of her to stand by her husband who has watched content of children being essayed as young as his children. And he has molested children the same age as his own children. And their youngest was born this past November, FYI. I just, I don't know how, I don't know how we could be like, yeah, I'm gonna have all these kids. And then I'm also gonna, watch some really fucked up shit. I just, I don't understand what goes on in someone's head that makes this click and makes them think that this is okay behavior. I just don't get it. And as the wife, I don't get it how you stand by him. People Magazine has also claimed that the family isn't as close as they once were, with one family source allegedly stating that the majority of the family is acting as if nothing has happened. Jim Bob, they say, is notorious for sweeping things under the rug. There is some more to the story, though much of it is alleged or family drama. For example, Derek Dillard, Jill's wife, has liked comments suggesting that Jill has been brainwashed, abused, and faced trauma throughout her childhood. It's also been floating around that Jim Bob hasn't actually paid his children for their appearances on the TV show Counting On. According to Derek, Jim Bob is the only one who gets paid as family-based shows are cut one paycheck. Jim Bob allegedly has not been splitting that with his children, despite some sources claiming that he's made as much as $850,000 per season. As these claims are more alleged and not necessarily reported on by the most reliable of sources, I won't really dwell on them. Though I would not be surprised if they were true. The most important part of today's story is what happened with Josh Duggar. While it's upsetting that his family seemed to defend his actions in 2015, these recent charges have proven to be indefensible for many. In mid-December, CNN reported that Josh's sister, Ginger, was saddened for the victims of horrific child abuse and the dishonor his actions brought upon Christ's name. While it's great to see Josh's sisters condemning these actions, some argue that it's not just the Duggar family that has this problem, but multiple communities across the country that claim to be Christian, all while promoting the idea that women have no bodily autonomy of their own. 
On December 23rd, 2021, the Washington Post published an article titled, The Duggars Might Lose Their Show, But the Toxic Culture They Promote Persists. The author explains in it that the Duggars have become part of a growing evangelical movement that paints secular liberalism as predatory to children while presenting their family values as the best protection. And I'm sorry, I swear to God, this is like one of my last opinions, I swear it is, but the irony, the fucking sick, messed up irony of going, oh yeah, secularism, oh my God, it's terrible for children, it's so predatory. Meanwhile, our own son has been getting his hands on CP and molesting his own sisters. But that's family values, baby. Now, Jim Bob, a Republican state representative from 1999 to 2003, and Josh, who was the executive director of the lobbying arm of the Family Research Council, were a part of this religious activism. The article reads, the Duggar's popular reality shows have brought these ideas to the religious right, to an even larger audience by a media image purposefully crafted and heavily edited to be non-judgmental and benign. Social media has provided even more opportunities to present a sanitized version of life under Christian patriarchy that more closely matches the aesthetic of mainstream consumer culture. The Duggar women and children smile in their Instagram posts as inspirational and seemingly content and countless other social media influencers. These cheerful public images help defang decades old feminist criticism of Christian patriarchy and its political goals. Clearly, Josh's values aren't the ones that are working out for him. While I don't want to go as far as others have and say that the Duggar women are brainwashed because we can't know for sure what happens behind closed doors, I do find a lot of these revelations and information about the IBLP and these faith-based organizations telling. Josh Duggar's parents didn't seem to hold him accountable for his own actions as a child, but at least the law is holding him accountable now as an adult. And with all of that being said, that's where we're going to conclude today's episode of The Corporate Casket. I can't say anyone really enjoyed this. I think this was informational. I think you hopefully have learned some information about the Duggar situation that perhaps you didn't know quite yet, things of that nature. Not terribly exciting because the content is quite dark. I think it's messed up, but I think it's something that needs a light shined on it because it most certainly seems that this family has a habit of hiding things and sweeping them under the rug. All the more reason to make sure this is brought to light. Thank you so much for joining me as we uncovered this information about Josh Duggar and his very nasty, distasteful, and sexually abusive history. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.